Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Cave. This is Sports Guy David on the Charge Up Charge Up podcast with my co-host Lucas Reyes. How you doing, man? I'm doing really well. I'm excited for this podcast. I, we decided that we needed to do another one this week just because we just felt like it. No other reason. Yep, we did. And um, it's Saturday. Tomorrow, it's game day. Sunday night, Under the Lights versus the Steelers. We will be there. Find me in my pink suit. I will be doing interviews all tailgate, and I'll be at the game going buck wild. You can't miss me. I'll be in the pink suit with my cameraman and my also uh, inter- interviewee, um, Lucas, will be there. So uh, make sure if you're there, make sure to uh, look for us because uh, we're going to be doing interviews and having a lot of fun. All righty. Well, the first topic we want to hit up on the Charged Up Charger podcast is a big one. It's the room Rivers agent saying, and I quote, a good chance that this is his final year as a Charger, end quote. And this is coming from a guy. We couldn't find the tweet. We, we think it might have been deleted, but um, it got a lot of retweets when it was tweeted in the middle of the week. And a lot of Charger fans were speculating. I don't know. I think Philip Rivers is getting hit a lot this year, a little bit more than usual. But how much credibility do you give this rumor? Um, I mean, if it's from his agent... But the, I didn't like the way he tweeted it. I know there was a certain way that he tweeted it that I didn't like. I'm going I'm to try to look for it right now um, again. But, um, you know, a lot of people are saying that there's not a lot of fire under him. He's playing a little different. Injuries are piling up. And uh, I don't know what – I honestly I don't know if I could believe it or not because rumors nowadays get spreaded like mayonnaise on the sandwich, dude. It's just all over the place. And – I'll, I, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of up in the air with it. I'm, I'm not too sure about it. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if I could give just because it's a, it's really a third source. It's not from the agent directly. It's from a guy who says he got a quote from the agent, and I I don't know. I the only reason I think that I could see it maybe is just just because I think Philip is just taking way too many hits, uh, but. Do you think it changes anything for the team? Like affects the team? I think, I think for me, I think that if Philip does know it's his last year, that he's he's he might play a little bit differently. If he already made that decision in his mind, then he might be going guns blazing. We might even see a gunslinger times two. I mean, here he already is that gunslinger that we've seen over the years, but we might just see a different side of Philip Rivers this Sunday and for the rest of the season. He probably maybe felt that way after signing Tyrod Taylor who is a starting quarterback caliber, you know, a starting quarterback, starting caliber quarterback. So maybe he was feeling some type of way since then. But since the beginning of the season, there is not rumors, but they're confirming that they will resign Phillip Rivers after the season. They're not in no rush to resign him. Phillip Rivers know how it goes. They're trying to do with Melvin Gordon, negotiate that. So he's getting his extension if he wants to play. So, I think if he was tarnished from the beginning, from the Tyron Taylor, you know, his job being in jeopardy or, you know, charges getting a little security just in case if he is retiring slash gets injured, that's a pretty expensive insurance policy. They signed him for two years. So maybe he was feeling yeah. some type of way since then. But around that time, they're saying that they're he's going to get re-signed regardless. So, um, I mean, I, I would like to see him re-signed, obviously. Um, and if this is his last year, I think he should, I think he should just play like his last year. He's 37. Um, he said it himself, it's, it's, you never, um, in the press conference, he was saying that, uh, 
at 37, you really don't get the opportunity to play under the lights, you know, as much. So he's grateful. He's uh, just an awesome dude over around and over, overall. And um, I, I'm just glad he's here for the time being. And if he's out the door, um, thank you for for um, all the great years. But um, I think I think right. he's he's gonna come back hungry. Our team is Super Bowl caliber with healthy, and I think um, if we could get our injuries straight and we could get we could string a couple lucky wins this year i think um i think we're playoff um, contention but we gotta we gotta turn around this week right that's a good point talking about um his backup tyrod taylor being an expensive insurance policy maybe the Chargers organization knew since the offseason that rivers was contemplating retirement and which is why maybe he the on both sides they put off the contract negotiations till after this season to see where his head at and as far as stringing off a couple lucky wins, we definitely need it. We do need some help from outside of the division. This weekend, the Texans are playing the Chiefs early game in Arrowhead, so we'll definitely be Texans fans for a little bit. But moving on, like you hit it a little bit, the injuries, another big injury, a huge, huge. one. Uh, Mike Pouncey on IR now with a neck injury. He had season-ending neck surgery. What are your first initial thoughts on um, that? It's just weird because I watched the game, um, you don't really see too much injuries going on, and then you see the injury report the next day, and you just see all these players on it, and it's just like, wow! I thought Mike Punsey was doing good. I, I probably, I didn't. I was a little distracted because I was sitting on the goal by the field goal, so I was distracted by fans. So I don't know if I seen Mike Punsey down um, during the game. Um, I seen a, a a Bronco player down. I think he was he he was paralyzed for like thirty seconds. He was saying, uh, I forgot his name cornerback for the, the Broncos, but I didn't see him down. And then uh, a couple days later, he's on the IR, which means his season's over. And um, so that's a really big hit. And uh, it kind of, like he's, he's the, the I think that's going to kind of mess up Philip Rivers rhythm because a center and a quarterback, that's like a key, that's like a key position to have, you know, like the, the great communication, the chemistry, chemistry communication, leadership, and, um, it's going to be tough moving on. It's just going to even get that much harder. But um, a lot of injuries came off the injury list as well. So, Right. Um, well, going off your point about not seeing it, I actually I was watching the game on TV, and I didn't even see Mike Pouncey right? get down. Yeah. It was just one play. All of a sudden, he's on the sideline being evaluated under the tent. And like you said, the chemistry, I don't think it will be a big drop-off because Feeney's not moving in the center. And Rivers already said how Feeney has been working in at center ever since the offseason and has gotten reps there. And so I think that chemistry won't be a problem, like how we saw when Nick Hardwick went down um, a few years ago and Phillip had to get another center in. He had like three or four centers that year. It was crazy. That rotation was insane. But now Lamp, Forrest Lamp and Dan Feeney are both in, and we have a real chance to evaluate their performance, their potential, and their chemistry on the field now as uh, Lamp will be taking up guard responsibilities, and that has some some, some responsibility to it um, with the quarterback as well because he's the one that lets everyone know that the snap's about to happen. And I think that's just a big opportunity. I think that Lamp and Feeney, I've been waiting for this for the longest time. I, I really want to see them do well together because those are draft picks that really haven't lived up to their potential, what we hope for. But this is a big chance for them, and I think that both of their growth will happen now. And I think they do have a chance to get to be elite players because they have some shown a lot of flashes of being good uh, offensive. Yeah, players. the potential's there. Um, 
And this is what injuries do in the NFL. I, I don't think injuries are good, but it's the next next man up, and you never know what the bench player could do in a starting role. So you could really evaluate, right. um, you know, the depth we have, which is very thin. And I know the Chargers signed a couple players through their uh, their practice roster. Um, the, the names are a little bit. Um, he has a weird name I can't forget, but they signed a safety and a guard slash center. So, um, you know, we added some depth there, at least to the practice squad. So just in case if someone does go down, we could pick them right up from the practice squad. So um, it sucks, but we next man up and we, we got to we gotta continue, you know? Yep. We must continue. And moving on to the next topic on our list, and this is a big one, a big question mark, because – the Chargers are facing a third-string quarterback, and I personally think that they must embarrass this man, Devlin Hodges. Uh, but the Chargers this year have been the team that just plays to their competition. They play to their level of their competition. They haven't really blown anyone out of the water. I mean, they did have a 30-10 to 10 victory over the Dolphins, but it's the Dolphins. It's different. And this is a Steelers team that – the Steelers are an organization that they, they won't go down quietly, no matter who they have. And what are your expectations for the defense this week? Um, I think we got to bring it. Nishena Nuosa is moving in defensive end. Melvin Ingram is still out. I, I, I want a big game from him. He had a forced fumble last week, and I believe the Chargers recovered it. The same way he did to the to the uh, Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, he came off the edge, tipped the ball. I need, I need to see him coming off the edge strong. Joey Bosa on the other side. I need Joey Bosa. I need I – need, I want to see – Last year, Joey Bosa, he came in missing half the season. I think he had two sacks in his first game coming back against, I believe, the Cardinals. Um, nope. I need some I need some fire from that defense. Um, Denzel Perriman, I believe, is coming back as well. I, he's always on every single tackle. He's always in the vicinity. My biggest concern will probably be the corners and safeties. Um, Juju Smith is big play. He's a big play player, so I can see us blowing a coverage or two. Um, it doesn't take... If you're a professional quarterback, you're in the NFL for a reason. You could bomb it. So if this dude has a great arm, it could find Juju at very far. You know, I could see us blowing the cover. And um, if I was him, I would definitely be picking on the corners in this matchup. So I see a lot of passing um, game plan. And James Conner still has it, and, and they got a lot of depth at running back too. But if, if I was the Steelers game planning against the Chargers, I would try to attack their probably their biggest weakness due to injuries is probably um, – Maybe the over the top, I believe. Right, the Pittsburgh offense, um, the quarterbacks have been the ones that got sacked the least. They're number one in protection and pass. So we really would like to see Gus Bradley draw up a lot of pass rushes, a lot of blitzes, using the edge rushers like Nuosu, like you said. And we, just, I just think that the Chargers really need to make a statement, and just for their confidence sake, uh, just so they could feel feel good. For themselves, but can we learn anything from this game based on a weak opponent? Truly, one in four opponent. Uh, are you asking me? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we took a hard loss against the Broncos, who were zero and four, and the Broncos are a lot. A lot of casual football fans are like, "You guys lost to undefeated uh, defeated team." The Broncos are a good team. Don't get me wrong. Defensively, they're one. Um, they're they weren't the greatest through the first three weeks, but they showed up the fourth week, and then they won the fifth week. Um, they're they're not they're not a bad team. Philip Lindsay's there, and Joe Flacco's not the greatest quarterback, but if he has Emmanuel Sanders, he has a cannon for an arm. 
So that team is great. You got Von Miller. Uh, if you got Von Miller on your defense and Chris mm-hmm. Harris Jr., that defense is going to be great. And they, you know they got a lot of tough losses, and and then we just have it's a divisional game. Um, very familiar with each other, so they just got the upper hand, and with all our injuries, so I'm not too mad about that loss. And if if the Steelers come in and win, they're they're still a great team. They got a great defense. They got a TJ Watt. Um, I believe and they got the rookie. They traded up for ten picks from the Broncos. They have they just signed a, a corner, um, or they just traded for a corner. They still have a great team. It's just people are looking at um, from the outside in like, oh, they're one fourteen. Well, you lost to a one in fourteen. Like, right? There's more. Depth there's a to lot that. more depth to it. So that's why I don't even communicate to casual fans anymore because they're just so oblivious to the fact that hey, these guys are professionals and they they have a chance to you know, ball out. So if we lose, you know, I'll be devastated, but I think we have a chance to win. And if it's a win, it's going to be a hard fall one. Um, and um, yeah, with the injuries we piled up, uh, any win I'll take, I'll take any win. For sure. Well, flipping it over to the other side of the ball on offense, just offensive expectations. What just first thoughts fired off Melvin Gordon, Eckler. What do you um, think? They gotta give, I think they should start Eckler. They started Melvin Gordon. Um, and, uh, Eckler only got three carries. Um, he, he, he made it up in the past game, but I think they should start Eckler. I think they need to where I think they should do a 50, 50 split, um, in the backfield and, um, get just to switch things up. I, I haven't seen a lot of screenplay. I love screenplays. Austin Eckler or Melvin Gordon. Um, Melvin Gordon had a, like a, a 40 plus yard screenplay against the Raiders, and I love seeing screenplays. Our our guards are great at pulling. I mean, they might be better at pulling than actually right. guarding. And um, downfield, Keenan Allen could give a, a block or two. Travis Benjamin, uh, Hunter Henry might be coming back. Uh, he's questionable. I want to see a little bit more of Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler, both of them on the field, and um, mixing up that defense. Because if, if a Steelers defense see both of them, they got to be they they're both dangerous through the air as well and on the ground. They could do a, a runner back draw. So I want to see both of them on the field. A little bit from both. Right. I would like to see the same, too. It'd be interesting to see all those people on the field. Gordon Eckler, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry wasn't there last year, and neither was Melvin Gordon. That was when Gordon was actually injured. So you, it would be interesting to see how Pittsburgh adjusts to that. My Personally, I would like to see the ratio for the, the backfield. I would like to see Eckler get more. I'd like to see 60-40. I don't think... Gordon is up to game speed yet. I still think he needs to be eased in. But um, I just think that Eckler is just so important for this offense to get going that they don't that they really hindered themselves last weekend by just going straight with Gordon immediately. I think that Eckler proved himself to be the guy that they really need to get going. He's like a McCaffrey type. And I just think that the Chargers in general need to have a better running game too. Because Pittsburgh can be sketchy against the run. And they just really need to run it, especially in the red zone. And the Steelers are a good red zone team. They're the third best red zone defense team, only allowing 30, 38% of the red zone drives and ending up in touchdowns. And that's where the Chargers have struggled. really, really struggled. Yeah. And we thought that that would have improved greatly last week with Gordon's return, but they didn't even get an offensive touchdown. And I don't even remember them being in the red zone too much. When they did get there, they, they fumbled and they, they forgot – they failed to convert, 
And it was just a terrible game offensively. We need to see a big bounce back game from these yeah, guys. Yeah, and I think our player hopes um, rely on this game. We have a very tough schedule moving. That we got the we got the Titans who are um, run heavy. Derrick Henry, that dude's bigger than anyone in the NFL. You got we got the Chicago Vikings, Green Bay, <laughs> Kansas City twice, Raiders twice, and um, the Broncos one more time. So we got a really tough schedule. This is our soft soft part soft part of our schedule. So I think if we've got to turn right. it around, we got to do it now. And the Chiefs only lost um, – the only Chiefs only lost one. Um, they need to lose more, too, as well, and, and their schedule is not um, too hard. The, the, the Patriots got, like, the easiest schedule in the world. So, you know, so the seeds – it looks like right now we're shooting for a wild card, uh, the second wild card, maybe the first wild card. Right. But um, I'll take whatever we can to get in the playoffs. But if we can get that first round by, we gotta we gotta start winning now. We can't we can't lose another game. I'm not saying that's that's possible. I'm not saying it's not possible, but that's unprobable. But um, I we we got if we're gonna start, you know, we gotta start winning now if we want to want to get ready for playoffs. Yeah, it definitely needs to turn around now. What also needs to turn around is Philip Rivers' turnovers. Every single time that Rivers has a multiple turnover game, the Chargers lose. I feel like he's turning the ball over at a high rate this year. Uh, more than I, I've been used to, certainly more than last year, I can remember. And I, I would just like to see him turn it around for the rest of the season starting this weekend, see a bounce-back game from him, and also from Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Mike Williams having a really slow year, uh, st- slow start. I know he's been hindered by hindered by injuries, but it's been slow for uh, this guy. Yeah, um, Keenan Allen, I think, is going to have a bounce-back game. Um, these last two games, he was kind of held in check, or he wasn't held too much in check. It's just Philip Rivers didn't have the time to throw to him. Mike Williams is coming back from injury. Um, if, if Right, he's coming back. Is he questionable or is he full? He's good. Oh, he, he, he'll he's be back. He'll be, he was back a little bit. Oh, okay. yeah, he's good. Uh, the questionables for this week are uh, Melvin Ingram and Hunter yeah, Henry. Yeah, and if we even have Melvin Ingram in there, Nuosa, I think I, I really want a big game from him, and Hunter Henry. Uh, I think he could be the new Antonio Gates red zone target. Um that was Antonio Gates. Every time in the red zone, you see Antonio Gates, little quick slanskis, boom, touchdown. Every time, or a little fade out, it was every time we need Hunter Henry there. Maybe he could help us in the red zone. We fumbled too much in the red zone. Turn it over in the red zone. Um, it's not it's not good in the red zone, and that's, you know, the biggest part of the game. You know, if you get to the red zone, you want to score a touchdown. So, um, right. I'm, I'm, I'm excited, a little nervous, um, but it's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. So, now, moving on to the coaching staff. A lot of people are questioning this coaching staff. Everyone's super frustrated from the fan standpoint. I'm a little bit frustrated, too. What do you think about just overall opinion of the coaching staff this year so far? I think they're trying new things out. They're being kind of a pedestrian in their play call. And um, it's, it's, you know, it's it's still like the quarter of the season. And I think it's this, I think um, Tyron Taylor, I think they don't really need to play him. Like try to switch it up. There's no. They gotta play it right. You gotta be the right. It's timing. You know. You gotta. Yeah. Run the ball. You gotta pass. It has to be a balance. Um. Balance play call. And usually I just see like, pass, 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 or like run, 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 or like it's not really. That doesn't flow. Uh, yeah. It's, there's no groove to the offense right now. Uh, Ken Wisenhunt has been really struggling. I think in the in his play calling. Uh, do you think? Because last year everyone was really in love with this this uh, coaching staff and the Chargers really started getting respect around the league. Do you think it's possible for that this coaching staff, do you think it really happened where 
they just flipped a switch and there's suddenly a bad coaching staff? Or do you think it's just bad luck, injuries, or, or something no, else? No, see, this is not one day's social media. Um, everyone's flipped a script, script. Let me give you an example. OBJ, regarded as the best wide receiver ever. The Browns traded for him, la, la, la. Had one good game. Two weeks, uh, two weeks in a row, he only scored four fantasy points. Boom! They want to trade him. Like, I'm, a, I'm an OBJ hater. I'm, I'm just gonna say that. I think everyone knows that. <laughs> but if you, you know, like, give this dude a chance. You know, you have Baker being right. too confident, but not being confident on the field. You got all these different things in play, and people want to, you know, like, oh no, he's not good. Let me like give you an example. This year, say LeBron, the Lakers, LeBron, AD, they lose. Five games in a row. Oh, this is not going to work. This is not going to work. Oh, oh, this chemistry is not there. Boom, they turn around to win the Western Conference Finals, go to the finals. Oh, yeah, well, they have a great chemistry. It, it's just – it's it's a flip. And um, I'm not going to flip. Um, I'm patient, maybe too patient. Maybe not patient in a lot of things, but I'm patient here because, you know, everything's so boom, 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 boom. we got to give an opinion on that. On that. And uh, I, think, I think they're just trying to find their groove. And once they find their groove, I think it's going to get going and – we're gonna fall. We're gonna fall in love again with these with these guys. I love these guys. Gus Bradley, um, Kent Winslet, huh? And uh, Anthony Lane. Anthony Lane coming in the season had the the fourth most wins in two seasons, um, or some some crazy stat. He had like twenty some some wins. He right. had some crazy. He had like twenty win twenty four wins. Some some crazy stat. But he's a good coach, and <laughs> and um, I think we're just trying new things, and the injuries don't help. Yeah, I think the injuries don't help too. I think um, a lot of it is just prisoner of the moment, maybe uh, just super anxious about how the season has started and went, and it's just a raw fan reaction. I mean, they can't blame the fans, just because the fact that coming off the season that ended last year uh, was so strong and was so pr- uh, promising for the future that uh, to come out this flat was really surprising. Thinking that Anthony Lynn wouldn't have done that, so I have a really interesting scenario both teams are really banged up the Steelers and the Chargers and the Steelers injury report this week is actually longer than the Chargers this is the first time I, I I can remember that the injury report for the other team is bigger than the Chargers but if both teams were completely healthy who would you think wins this game oh this um that's that would be a tough one because Ben Roethlisberger um that dude is a statue you can't take him down I remember so much times this dude is just standing up and he's he's getting hit right. and he just the dude's a tank. And and the Chargers have been um, terrible in tackling and we saw them try and get to get the Deshaun Watson down and he wasn't even going yeah, down. Yeah, and, and Ben Roethlisberger, but, imagine him being mobile. Like, that would be nuts. He would be the guy. Yeah. But um, <laughs> healthy-wise, I think it will be a shootout. Like, last year, most of our players were healthy and it came down. Um, Chargers came back four, uh, what, 14 points and came back one of the biggest – comebacks on the road um and that's what the, the charges are good for and that's why i'm ex- um i'm not too concerned about the charges being on the road for a long while um the charges have one less home game technically the the, the game in mexico is right. home the mexico but they're literally traveling to that so they have one less home game than everyone else well the, besides the team that play in london so they're at a disadvantage already there but they travel a lot they're the war road warriors and um they're great. They were better on the road than home. So um, I'm, I'm excited for the future um, of the road games. I'm, I'm excited for that. But to answer your question, I would go with the Chargers, obviously. Um, if, if, if we had Derwin James back there, that's a whole other story. A whole other story.
is. It is. I think based on raw talent alone, the Chargers are, are really up there. But when that talent's not on the field, it doesn't even matter. Yes. It doesn't. So uh, final predictions, we'll get to that. But I, would, I just want to read out some quick stats and um, milestones that Phillip Rivers potentially will hit this Sunday. And there's a lot of them, so just get ready. So need, he needs 37 more attempts to pass Ben Roethlisberger for eighth most in NFL history. With his next completed pass, he will pass Big Ben for the seventh most completions all time. He needs 417 more passing yards to pass Eli Manning for seventh in NFL history. He needs 425 to pass Big Ben in sixth in NFL history. With a passer rating above 100, he'll have eclipsed that mark in 100 career games, becoming the fifth player in NFL history to do so. With a passer rating above 120, he will have eclipsed that mark in 50 career games, becoming the fourth in NFL history. And with a passer rating above 130, he will have eclipsed that mark in 30 career games, becoming the fourth player in NFL history to do so. That's a lot of history right there that Phillip Rivers needs some respect on his damn name because he'd be breaking records like nothing, so quietly under the radar, not much media attention. But, man, I'm going to miss this guy. Yeah, um, hey, that would be really cool if he breaks all those records against the still It'd be insane. Against, against Ben Roethlisberger's team. That would be pretty cool. And that's the same draft class as him. But, yeah, um, I'm concerned more about right now and what, 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 what Phil Rivers is capable of doing. He, he's still got some years in him. They're, they're thinking about extending him for a year or two. I really think he has two more years in him. Um, I think they got to draft a lot of offensive linemen, trade. Not so much trade, but sign. Right. You know, you got to pay to uh, – look what the Colts did. I, I mention this all the time. Andrew Luck. Had the most sacks injured. He got fifty plus sacks a couple years ago. They invest and line boom. They got the one of the best offensive lines in the league. He only got sacked thirteen times last year. He only got sacked thirteen times. That's not even one a game. So um, and he still wanted to retire. Um, hopefully we don't do that to Philip Rivers. But um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this game. I'll be there. I'll be in section two twenty nine, I believe, and I'll be doing interviews in the parking lot. Um, getting buck wild. You know me. <laughs> we do know you. The nose knows. Come meet the nose this Sunday, guys. It's a lot of fun. Do an interview, have a few drinks, whatnot. But let's end this podcast with uh, any stats uh, or predictions for any players, and then the final. Score. Um, I'm gonna give the final score. I'm gonna. Um, it's gonna be a close one. I'm gonna say uh, 21 to 17. Um, Phil Rivers has a game. Throws a pick, three touchdowns. Keenan Allen has a game. Um. Dot, um, what's his name? I call him Hostages on the wing and a wing. Devlin Hostages. Uh, Devlin Hostages. <laughs> Devlin. Devlin. So yep. is he German? I wonder if he's German. That sounds so <laughs> Devlin. It sounds. It sounds something like over there. Something over there. Devlin. Some European country. I don't know. Devlin. Devlin. <laughs> um, I think I think he's gonna struggle, but if we don't get to him, it's gonna be tough. I see. Um, I'm looking if he's German right now. Hold up. Um, professional, no, professional is prof- on Wikipedia. His professional career is like three sentences. Um, <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, this is like Philip Rivers. So I don't even know what started this 200 something. I don't know, something yeah, crazy, be, 100 something. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, where's he from? Oh, he's born in Alabama, dude. He has to be, he has to be. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, he he's he grew up only a town away from Philip Rivers. Grew up. Oh, well, I remember. Yep. Really? And this is his first start under the lights. And this is Philip Rivers something crazy consecutive. 
Like 200 I mean, just, and uh, I believe it's 216. 216. Insane. Yeah, consecutive. Insane. I think the last game he missed was the ACL tear. No, he didn't even miss that. He uh, didn't even miss it. No, <laughs> he hasn't missed a game. It was back in 06 when that streak started, guys. 06. You know how long 06, how many years ago that was? 13 was, years ago. It's, it's about to be 2020, 14 years ago. How, how old was I? Because I'm 24. I was 11, dude. Holy damn. I was 11. Oh, my goodness. Iron Man. All right. Well, um, anything else you want? What's your predictions for the game? My prediction, I think it's going to be 23 to 20. Chargers win, but I've been saying Chargers win a lot, and they haven't been doing it. But I think they turn it around. This, is, this has to be the turnaround game. They're a team that really thrives off momentum, that, that they really need momentum. They, they, they feed off of each other. The, you know, we saw last week when Desmond King returned that touchdown that, that they had some life in them, fighting them, but they, they, qu- they quickly burned out that fire. They just need to get rolling. They need to stack up a few games, and then they'll be rolling. That's what I think, and that's my prediction for, this, for the game. Yeah. Um, love your prediction as well. I think it's going to be close regardless. I don't care. Casual football yeah. fans like, wow, you, you let a third-string quarterback. You know, it don't matter. You got That team is very talented. Their offensive line is great. You got Juju. He's always a threat, um, regardless of what quarterback. I could be a goddamn quarterback, and the Steelers still have a chance to win. Um, but there <laughs> you have it. Lucas, where can they find you on social media at? You can find me on Twitter at SugarFreeLucas and on Instagram, Lucas underscore Reyes. There you have it. If you follow me, you'll nef- definitely know who he is because I post all about him. Follow me, Sports Guy David, both on Instagram and Twitter if you want to uh, argue. I was answering fancy football questions all yesterday. Um, and um, I'm happy to I'm gonna answer more right now. Actually, I got some more notifications. So I'll definitely answer fancy football questions whenever you want. And um, there you have it from Sports Guy David, Lucas Reyes, and the Fancy Sports Cave. I'm out.